You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to season two of The Living List. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome. But if it's the second or third time you're tuning in, please feel free to always binge watch us. Um, you know how we do. So, um, you know, let's just get started. You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. about today today we are talking about the body you know i feel like bodies have been the topic of conversation in america but especially this week lizzo uploaded a new picture the comments went wow the internet went nuts so i feel like you know it's a really good time to talk about what really is body positivity what is owning your body you know what about your sexual reproductive rights uh, modifying bodies. You know, we always talk about body positivity and where does surgeries fit into that? You all have heard me say before, I, I'm down for a little BBL action. I say it in my mind. I don't know if I'm ever going to book the appointment. We'll unpack that later on today. And then also healing your body. So, you know, everybody wants control of our bodies, but what are we doing to control our own bodies? Are we being good to them? Are we talking to them? How are we treating them? So we're going to unpack all of that today. Are you ready? I am so, so ready. I'm excited about this conversation because it's so in tune with what I have going on. So uh, it is. yes, let's get to it. But before we talk about bodies and really dive into the episode, I want to know how um, our living list challenges, our I'm down challenges went last week. Did you? I know yours wasn't due until September, mm-hmm. but it kind of is in line kind of with this body conversation a little bit. Did you? Think about your video that you're supposed to be shooting, your music video. Ariel's going to be our little diva. Our video. <laughs> I honestly, I said this um, this weekend, first of all. I was like, I think Brittany be slipping stuff on my living list. <laughs> She's like, let me get her. Let me tell her she wants to write a music video. No, I definitely wrote it down. But it was just kind of like, I've always wanted to write a music video. Never knew the list was going to call me out on it. So now, apparently, I have to shoot a music video. If you write it, remember you have to do it. So my challenge, um, you know, it I did it's not due till September, but I've been like in living list overdrive. I um I went to a pole dancing class to prep. You know, you never know nice. what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a vibe for sure. So um I went to a pole dancing class. Um, me and Darcel, you guys probably know her. Um, you've seen her on our Instagram. And um, we just, you know, rock out the pole dancing class. That's definitely a class that helps you with, like, embracing your sexy body because you're basically naked in a room on a pole. So, like, either embrace it or just, like, you know, it might be awkward. Did you feel sexy? I did feel sexy. You know, I had, like, a little, like, short set on with, um, like, a, a sports bra. So I felt comfortable. Honestly, I can say that I've been feeling very, very comfortable in my skin. 
Um, I say this a lot lately, like I've never been this heavy in my life, but for some reason, I'm just like, you know what? It is what it is. Guess I'm getting into the body positivity movement. <laughs> um, and I also, I applied Lizzo, speaking of Lizzo, I applied, Lizzo is doing casting for plus size models. Um, and I had to do a sexy photo shoot from last season. I did it maybe, I want to say like four weeks ago. And okay. I was like, oh, I had my little like, you know, plus size model juices rolling. And on my living list also was to, you know, do like one like sexy shoot for a major brand. And I'm like, why not? Let me apply for it. So yeah, it's been a lot of living lists over here, honey. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> as soon as I saw Lizzo's like casting call, I had to send it to you. I was like, this would be perfect for Ariel. I, I remember you saying how comfortable you felt in your body even though you were at your heaviest it's good like i saw a little behind i'm gonna tell you guys i did see a little preview of um, some of the content that ariel's been creating not only for this lizzo casting call but just in general right and it looks great and you look so confident i think you look confident you look happy and I don't know, I'm excited. I, I think that Ariel has this in the bag. I'm sure we'll have an update for you. Um, maybe even by the time you hear this episode, but I'm excited for just the happiness and the comfort that you're showing with your body. Thank you. It's definitely a journey. Definitely hasn't been, you know, like a one size fit all overnight thing. But, you know, I, I me and Brittany's have this conversation often that we have to be kind to ourselves. And sometimes we forget to be kind to ourselves. And I really just started being like, stop being mean to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, say you look beautiful. And um, in the casting video, I even was like, you know, I just realized I've been hating on myself for a really long time. Mm. Like, girl, you're thick, you're curvy, you're gorgeous. And the more you say, like, I'm fat, I need to lose weight, the bigger I get. So, like, Ooh. maybe my body's like, you're only going to get to where you need to go um, when you arrive as who you are supposed to be, not trying to fit into any mold. So um, that's where I'm at. I'm excited. Thank you for asking. Um, but I'm excited to hear about your living list challenge because mine was like a fun, crazy challenge. Yours was definitely on the other side of the coin. Um, from last week's episode, if you guys didn't listen to it, go back and listen to it. Brittany had to be a parent for the week. How did that go? It was stressful and rewarding at the same time. So I guess like I really am a mom now. <laughs> so my challenge was to be a parent for a week. And I started off with one kid, my godson, Kingston. He's nine. And he listens to the living list. So that's why it was perfect because he's ready to just like put me through the ringer. So I come in. And as soon as he's so happy to see me, I love this kid, right? So happy to see me that he knocks over the blinds. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm really a mom. <laughs> so we put it back up. We go upstairs. I was a working mom, right? So mm -hmm. I think the challenge for this, for me personally, and why I really wanted to lean into it was because I'm 34, right? And I, we talk about family and, you know, what that means to us and how we see that growing and, or maybe not growing a lot, just people in general, but especially, you know, in their thirties and especially Ariel and I stick, I wanted to stick to my regular schedule. So I didn't want to like not do work, not do things that I was working on outside of work. And it's hard being a working mom, y'all. I was only a working mom for a week. 
when I tell you my workout regimen was out the window, okay, <laughs> I was, before that, I was exercising at least four times a day. Um, a day the, or a week? I'm sorry. I wish. That looked like great. I'm going now. I'm going to have to go. Four, four times a week. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Four times a week um, for the previous three weeks. I was like cooking my food. Like I was, I was on a roll because I had gained weight back and then I had lost like seven, eight pounds. And this week of being a mom, I gained 10 and I'm not exaggerating. That's crazy. Let me tell you why. I wind up getting another kid. My godson, Cam, he's also nine. So two nine-year-old boys. I'm trying to remodel my office. Looks great, um, by the way. Thank you. I'm going to post my office uh, remodel, too, on the living list because it was a lot of fun. But I'm buying paint with these boys. I lost my credit card. I didn't know they didn't take Apple Pay. I wound up signing up for a Home Depot because I'm like, we've been in here for an hour. Like, I'm going to apply for this Home Depot card, put the stuff on there, and get out. Um, one of my godsons also has a dog now. So, like, I was also like a doll grandma. It was just a lot. It was a lot. I had lots of video meetings. My godson kept getting in the video because there was a DJ during the meeting. My entire digital department at BET got to meet my godson and my <laughs> dog. Um, but it also was very rewarding. Like I felt so loved. <laughs> and also it feels good to love other people. And I think it's something about little people that you just, I don't know, it doesn't matter what they do or how annoying, because I'm going to be honest, like being a parent is annoying too. Yeah. Like kids, it was like, I was trying to combine, I think too many parts of my life at one time, right? So like I'm remodeling, I have my sister over here, my sister's friends, my friends and the kids and the dog. Then, you know, it's late. So I'm like, okay, you guys go upstairs. We're downstairs being adults. They're finding reasons to come downstairs, you know, being nosy kids. So the highlight was definitely when I asked my godson, do you think I'd be a good mom at the end? And he was like, yeah. he was like, yeah, you'd be a really good mom. And he's not Aww. like a sentimental child at all. He does not like discussing feelings. He doesn't like giving me compliments. So <laughs> it was really cool to hear him say that. Well, I mean, I feel like that was a lot for you to have. Yeah two kids, a dog, you're remodeling, you really, really took it on. So do you feel like, um, were you, did you ever lose your like temper at any point or like, I'm not gonna I mean, make it through this day, any midday I cry? Temper. I did have a drink mm -hmm. and it was interesting because I wasn't really drinking previous to being a mom, mm -hmm. um, but I you're did like, have I'm a drink. Working. First day in, I had a drink, but it was also drinks encouraged by my company during the meeting. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. I also really realized that in order to be a parent, you really need to be in optimal health. It really, again, this is a body episode, definitely made me think about my body and treating it better and treating it like a machine instead of like this thing that I punch every day, you know? <laughs> um, right. and it also though made me realize that like, yeah, I want to be a mom. So I- yes went through i started the process of freezing my egg, freezing my eggs so i'll definitely be documenting that as well but i set up the benefits i have an account and i have an appointment with my first consultation and test where they tell me how my eggs are looking this month oh my i'm excited goodness. i'm so excited for you i want to hear all about that because that i think 
any one of our friends or my friends that I'm talking to right now who are, I'm 31, who are in our age range, we're all kind of talking about when is the right time to have kids. Um, I went to a friend's birthday party yesterday and she was telling me how like if I, she just turned 41. She was like, if I have any advice for you, she was like, really, really think deeply about your plan about having children now. Cause yeah. she's like, I'm 41 and I don't know if I'll be able to have kids or I don't know if I'm gonna have kids or did I wait too late or is it because I'm like waiting to be married? Like all these things. And she really stopped in the middle of her party and took me and another friend to the side. Like, listen, please listen to me right now. So I was like, oh, I gotta get my eggs frozen. So I'm super <laughs> excited to hear about that. And um, you're gonna be a mommy, um, whether you <laughs> your god kids um i think freezing your ace personally is just like a great backup plan so you don't have to end up like i feel like i'm scared of settling with somebody to get to you know to be like let me hurry and have kids and then be like wait who is this person in seven years you know what i mean like wait yeah. why, did I, why did i let them shoot up the club like you know what i mean yeah no i get it and i think you know that could be a whole episode in itself you know family mm -hmm. planning and you know, not aging, but just growing and progressing through life and at different stages. So the good thing is that lots of people are going to have a lot of things to say about what you choose to do with your body and your eggs, your reproductive organs, starting a family, not starting a family. And there is no right answer. The choice is absolutely yours. And that's what this whole episode is about, right? It's about owning your body and you know, making the decisions that you want to make that are best for you on your journey, wherever that may take you. Absolutely. So before we hop into the episode, because we're giving like all of it away right now, before we hop into it, let's see what we have to do for next week. Okay, so you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? One, two, three, Pick a task at random. And, of course, the choice is and we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. And if you guys are listening for the very first time, I'm Down is all about writing all the things you've always wanted to do down on a list. Each week, Brittany and I, we pick for each other and we see, you know, the list, if you write it down on the list, the list will call you to the table. And right now, that's what we're going to do. So let me pick for you. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. You had a, a rough one last week. Hopefully it's a spa. Hopefully right, it's be good to me. <laughs> Mm. a toiletry drive okay oh okay i can absolutely do that i don't know if it'll be done mm -hmm. I feel like a week is a short time for a drive let alone to plan yeah. it too but i'll definitely set it up you know what i'll do i will plan it and give it a date by next week i won't necessarily announce it but i'll tell it to our living list community i'm down for that i'm super down yeah. So you're down. I'm down. Perfect. So I need to see a flyer, even if it's on the back end, a flyer with your date on it and your toilet you dive so we can absolutely support you. I'm super excited about this. Are you going to have it go to like a charity or something or do you or you got to think think kind of through where you want to put it? I'm going to plan it through. Since it's kind of warm, I do want to consult with like 
people that are really out there doing the work and right. seeing what is best. Like maybe people do need like deodorants and wet wipes and whatnot. So I'm not really sure. Um, you know, this is something that people usually do in colder months because that's when people feel like giving. But I mm-hmm. love the fact that it got pulled down so I can, you know, maybe do something a little different and hopefully partner up with an organization that could really use the extra support. Absolutely. And if any of our living listeners um, have any sort of organizations that you want for support, definitely just shoot us a message on Instagram because you never know what's going to come up. And it would have been great for us to know that one of our living listers have some sort of organization that we could have supported. So, guys, definitely keep in touch with us in that way. So we're excited about it. All right. Now, let's see what you are going to have to do. Okay, okay. So let's see what you have to do, Ariel. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm sorry. So make make it a light one. (laughs) Okay, you have it. You have been doing a lot. Let's see. (laughs) So you can't do this one. I pulled get married, which I didn't even know was on your living list. It is on my living list, but I can't do it. That's Yes. (laughs) So I'm going to put it in here, and I'm going to pull another one. Please don't get married in the next week, Ariel. (laughs) I'm like, who can I call? (laughs) Always commit to the list. That's the energy. I was real nice. Maybe he'll marry me by next week. (laughs) So instead, which honestly, you might want to go get married, but it is work out at least three times a week for the next four weeks. Are you ready to start that this week? I'm down. I'm down for it. It's right on time. I've been doing my healthy eating. Um, I'm absolutely down for it. It's going to be a hot girl summer. You know, it's going to be a hot Barbie summer. Me and Brittany are calling this our last hot girl summer. I mean, hopefully, because, you know, we want to be hot and then, like, you know, somebody to go home to. (laughs) Right. See, it's not my last hot girl summer. It's my last single hot girl summer. Yes. Yes. So yeah, we're gonna have a hot. I want to be. I want to make it like a hot girl summer, like the like, hottest. The hottest. Like we've been in the house, we've been held down. I'm trying to pop out in a major way. So the best way to pop out was with that body snatched. So yeah, yeah. The the list the list has never done me wrong. So I'm ready. Okay. All right. So we'll check in with you next week to let you know how we did on our I'm Down challenges. But since we're talking about these bodies and these hot girl summers i think it's only right that we start off a body episode with this whole body positivity phrase you know it's definitely something that we see all around hashtag body positivity it seems like it's something that's heralded you know where people are always like yay body positivity all bodies but i'm not really sure if that's what we're seeing in real life what do you think, Ariel? What what does body positivity number one even mean to you? And two, do you feel like people are, for the most part, pretty body positive? I think po- body positivity to me means embracing what you're naturally given, despite what the current trends are. But to your point in the introduction, it's like, despite like body positivity is for either for people who are within the trend of what bodies are hot right now so super you know like luscious very plus-sized girls embracing their bodies you know super curvy that's in as positive body positivity but if you look at say someone's super super tiny right now 
I don't see anybody celebrating them. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like the body positivity movement is, I think, more of a trendy thing. I think it's amazing because for a long time, a lot of thinner people were very much so celebrated. If we look at fashion, we see, you know, a size double zero, um, a size six is like plus size at this point when it comes to fashion. So, you know, the average American woman is a size 14, 16 now. So I think that it's great that the body positivity movement is embracing the quote unquote average woman in America in this case. But um, it's definitely more so, I don't think it includes everybody. Someone I think who's doing an amazing job at it is Rihanna. Rihanna, her Savage X Fenty is including everybody. You go on her website, it's not just thick girls with a shape, it's thick girls who have, you know, shapes that are not traditionally celebrated. Somebody who's square, somebody who's, you know, body positivity on her site. You see cellulite, you see all types of shapes. I think she's doing it well. There are so many different bodies that aren't celebrated, it seems, when we say body positivity, you know? And it's interesting because I did want to share that body positivity, the term, the phrase, the movement has been around since 1996. Two mm -hmm. women had come together in 1996 because they wanted to celebrate all bodies, yes, but also it was more about self-esteem. It was about, you know, giving people the freedom to not stress and worry about their bodies not being pleasing to the general public, right? Whereas now it kind of seems like body positivity is actually catering to the general public. It's about wanting to be seen as something to celebrate by the general public. So it does seem like it's kind of skewed a little bit from its original intention. I love that you mentioned Rihanna, her savage show on Amazon Prime, amazing. And not only is she celebrating different body types or sizes or shapes, she's celebrating the fully able body and maybe those that aren't fully able. She's celebrating the burn victims. She's celebrating anybody and everybody inclusively, which is truly what body positivity is supposed to embrace. So I love that you brought up Rihanna because her whole mission is that, you know what I mean? And Rihanna's another one who's been put through the ringer about her body. Sometimes it's that, oh, she's too small. Rihanna gains 20 pounds and everyone is calling her fat. She's not as cute as she used to be. And she's just walking around, presumably unbothered. I'm sure it gets to her a little bit, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, she's like, well, this is me. And I'm going to eat today and I'm going to not eat tomorrow if I don't feel like it. And I'm going to wear what I want. And I feel like she is a really good warrior in owning yourself without needing the validation from outside sources. Absolutely. And I feel like Rihanna definitely does a, an amazing job of just pushing the envelope in that way. Even when you see her, um, you know, you see her on a red carpet with her nipple showing. And, you know, even me, when I first saw that, I was like, what is she doing? But it, it really like if a man, you know, there's a whole sector of women who are like, if a man can walk around with his shirt off, why can't I? Why are my body parts sexualized? You know what I mean? And I, I grow into being like, wait, if that's what she wants to do with her body and feels comfortable with, that's absolutely phenomenal. She should be able to do that. Like now I used to be like, oh my God, I got to put on a bra. My nipples are showing. Honey, I can't, 
you can't, you have to almost pay me to put a bra on at this point. Funny, <laughs> I'm like, uh, the bras are not happening. Like, let them go, let them flow. So um, I think, you know, yeah, she's amazing when it comes to that. Um, but that that movement, that movement, I think we, we have to be realistic about it. And if we are going to be champions, not us, but we as people are going to be champions of body positivity, don't forget people. Yeah. And it's funny because I saw the other day about a very slim person feeling like her body also gets the same critique as maybe someone bigger, mm-hmm. but she's told to kind of push it to the side because her body is more widely celebrated than others. And while I get the notion, it's still not body positivity, right? It's not inclusive to not, number one, just listen to this person saying, I feel like crap because I'm skinny and my body is not being celebrated. And she's, men are saying, you know, she doesn't have bud and can't be with her or she don't have breasts. And she's like, I'm a person too. I think if right. we truly want to be inclusive and not be about the trend, but about the esteem of it all, then we need to celebrate all bodies, all bodies, no matter what form they come in, no matter if they were celebrated at one time or another, you know, it's just important to really be true to what body positivity is. And also, I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. I think body positivity sounds good and people wanna say they're body positive, but I feel like social media shows us all the time that people aren't really body positive. The same person that might be hyping up uh, Ashley Graham is talking about Lizzo, or maybe they are celebrating Lizzo, but they're talking about the girl that walked by with an extra 20 pounds. You know what I'm saying? Body positivity isn't just a platform to make you appear to be a good person. You know, it's supposed to be something that you carry out and you live. So if you talk about the girl in the crop top, it's like, she probably shouldn't have worn that. You're not as body positive as you may think you are, is that you're portraying yourself to be. No, definitely. And I think that's something, you bring up a good point because a lot of times people will post things on social media, but then if we're at brunch, that same girl with her crop, you're like, ooh, mm, she shouldn't have wore that. Or, you know, so it's, it's definitely a thing of just being fluid with what we say. But I think that that's that's what we get into that all the time with social media, because, you know, you can put up a post all day and be like, I'm body positive. But then when it comes to, you know, how you how you carry yourself and are you really confident in that? It's so funny. I had a conversation with someone last night and she was like, you know, I just want to say that you inspire me. Your confidence really inspires me like you posting like I want to be that confident. And I was like, I was like, the funny thing is. I was like, I had, I'm like, I'm not super confident in all, in all ways. Like, you know me, when it be taking me so much to like post stuff and do stuff, yeah. but now I'm, I'm in the in the zone of, I don't give a F and that it's a good place to live, honey. It is a good place to live. I feel great about it. But this like me a year ago, no, I would critique things and look at things. So like, like, um, what is the word? Um, so almost like negatively, like nitpicky. I would be so nitpicky when I looked at things of myself. And it's like, but I was body positivity. Everyone's perfect. I mean, everyone's beautiful, love who you are. But I was being non-body positive to myself, you know? So um, I think that it's important for us when we think about body positivity, that also includes yourself. 
you know, it's okay for her to be big, but not me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. oh yeah, oh my God, girl, you could, oh yes, do that plus size thing, but oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. if I gain 10 pounds, I'm fat, you know? That's interesting, because I might be that second person you talk about, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. am that person that's like, oh my God, no, you look amazing. Um, at the same time, I'm also, but it is factual where I'm like, I need to lose weight. I am fat, right? So <laughs> it's funny how, you know, you can, I don't know, because I feel like you can be body positive and still be realistic about your body. I feel like there's a balance, right, of loving yourself and ignoring your flaws, right? I, I don't necessarily think that loving yourself is ignoring your flaws. I think it's, I see my flaws. I'm either okay with this flaw or I'm going to change this flaw. And I love myself throughout the entire process, right? Because I think there's some danger in thinking that body positivity is that you love everything about yourself in its current state. Because I think that psychologically what that does is also implant the idea that if you change something about your body, that you no longer love yourself. And I'm not sure that that's true. Yeah, but you know what, though? In that, right? What is loving about saying, I am fat? I used to, like, always, you know, we, me and Brittany will have an I am fat conversation. We'll be like, we're so fat. We'll call each other fat. And we love each other. But she'd be like, yeah, girl, we're fat. You're fat. Like, we, and it's horrible, right? There's nothing loving about you saying, I am fat. I think it, I think the joke makes us feel better about it. But it's, you know what I mean? Like, you jokingly, I am fat. Like, it's not, it's not a, like that's abusive to yourself. You're calling yourself names essentially. And then also who is the judge of the, uh, being realistic about a flaw? Where are you getting that meter from? You know, well, I like think that's a good question. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. So you, you're doing the Lizzo thing. Lizzo called out the website name is big girls, right.com. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between how you dress up the word fat? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all saying that you're fat, right? No, I think big girls and fat are two different things. So really? big girl, I think has a, yeah, I think big girl has a a it could have a negative or positive connotation. I feel like the word fat has an extremely negative connotation. Big girl I agree is like, that fat has a negative connotation, but it's still like overall a word. Like I completely understand, like. People are like, I'm fat with a pH, but like also you're fat with an F. And I feel like that should be okay. I feel like sometimes maybe it's us changing the connotation of words too. Like, because people are fat. Like, but, I, I don't know. Do we need to dress up the word? Do we need to call them curvy? Do but we what is fat? Who is, who, who, is, who, is the, who is the owner to decide what is fat? You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. for me, that's the issue, right? Because when I look at you, there's nothing fat about you. Your legs are like this big, right? Like, what is fat? You know, are you are you BMI overweight? Maybe. You know what I mean? But like, what is fat? I feel like fat is just. And I got this from a friend. They were like, um, they they were like, yo, they were like, you literally just like always are calling yourself fat. And I'm like, they're like, it's they're like, it could be a little uncomfortable because like I feel like you're like being mean to yourself, and it, and you're joking through it. And I would be, I would be like. No, but I'm joking, like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, they're like, no, like, you're, like, being mean to yourself, you know? <laughs> um, like, you're abusing yourself in public. Imagine, okay, if that is a thing, 
would you be okay with someone calling your daughter fat? Like, oh, your your daughter, she's twelve. She's fat. I would never call anyone else fat. Okay. Right? Would you call your daughter fat though? Um. So that's a good question. I would hope that I would talk to her where fat is not like the worst word in the world. It's just a word. You know what I mean? So if she's fat, then I would hope that I have instilled that in her where the word fat doesn't make her think that it's ugly or it's, you know, all these negative things. It's literally fat. You know what I mean? I call, like, BS, on that. I call BS on that, Brittany. Really? We were walking down the street and somebody whispered, look at that little fat girl. That's you what I said. Turn around. I wouldn't want anyone... Yeah. Here's the thing, and I think that this is what this conversation you your daughter fat either, I don't think. is about. I don't think that we should be judging other people's bodies. Yeah. I do not think fat is a bad word. Okay. I think that we made fat a bad word, like we made dark skin a bad word, like we made brown a bad word. And for some reason, when you hear these words, you think that they're bad, but they really are just descriptors. Right. So I think that in my household, what I would try to do mm-hmm. is make these words be words. If you don't want to be fat, then let's not be fat. You know what I mean? But if you're fat, you're fat. I'm fat. I don't want to call anyone else fat. I don't want for my daughter to call anyone else fat. I don't want for anyone to call my daughter fat. I don't care if you call me fat. But like, you know, I don't know. I just think that there's also something to be said about how we need to dress up certain words instead of just allowing them to be what they are. Yeah, I don't is know. Is a bad word? Um, that's a, that's a good point. Okay, touche. If we're if we were doing a little debate club, a little uh, what do they call it? What was the debate club called? I don't know. Anyway, was it called debate club? <laughs> I don't know something else. But anyway, you would get a point for that. Okay, so but I there think- are skinny people who find that word to be offensive. Yeah, you know I what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do. I would agree, disagree completely, though, because I think fat is just. Um, I do think it has a negative connotation because, with like, it does. It's, I agree with you there. It does. Yeah, and then also who's judging? Because there are size spot. There are in certain groups. You know, I think outside of the African American community where we really do embrace curves, there are certain groups of people where a size spot is fat. Look at you know you see like you know certain TV shows where there's essentially what I would view as a skinny girl being called fat. So mm-hmm. I think that um, there, I think that it's always used to like abuse, never to celebrate. Now, like, okay, you know, like, look at that. I fat do feel girl. like Lizzo does a good job saying the word fat and it meaning uh-huh. fat and it doesn't mean ugly. It just means yeah. fat. Um, okay. I think that there are a couple of like women out there who really embrace the fact that they're fat, you know, mm-hmm. and, don't make fat seem like a curse word. And I would love to see that that's kind of where we move to, where fat is just a descriptor, like any other word. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's a new word for it, but there is there should be a word that you can say that's not cute and cheeky to describe people with extra weight on them without it being seen like such a bad word. She's a bigger woman, uh, a plus size girl. Uh, you know, like I feel like I feel like people cringe at plus size too when you talk about really. Mm-hmm. I, do. I don't know. I think it's such a sensitive subject. I feel like we could go back and forth around Robin yes. around being, you know. But I think essentially, um, we just have to be kind to ourselves, you know. Like 
celebrate because there's nothing fat about you, Brittany. Like, there you know? is, but that's fine. <laughs> but you brought up a good point about sizing, especially in America, right? So when we talk about plus size, it's funny what I thought plus size was as a kid and what I thought plus size was now. I'm gonna be completely honest. As a kid, I was so skinny, right? Like I didn't have breasts. I mean, I didn't get breasts until I was like 21 years old. So breasts, I didn't have arms. I didn't have, like my thighs were the biggest thing on me. I didn't have stomach, I didn't have hips. And I remember America's Next Top Model and Takara was on there, who I thought was so gorgeous, right? And I was like, but she is fat, but she is so gorgeous. And in all transparency, Takara was on there as a plus-size model. When I tell you I look at Takara today, back then and in present day, and I'm like, there was nothing fat about this girl. Nothing. Like, my whole perception of what fat was back then, to your point, based on, I guess, what the trend was back then, is crazy. Because trend or not, now, in 2020, Takara is not fat. She, has she definitely is a breasty girl, right? She definitely has breasts, but she like pretty much has a flat stomach. Back then, she definitely had a flat stomach. And I'm like, wow. They had me she thinking this girl was, I'm bigger than Takara. Like, so they had me thinking this girl was huge when I was younger. And they acted like that. And I think that's that's a part of the problem. Like the Amer Like we said earlier, the average American woman is like a 14, 16. That in in modeling world that's what they would consider huge you know she's she's a plus-size yeah. woman we're we're breaking boundaries by allowing takara on this show when takara first was like probably smaller than the average woman and she was, she was like an eight honestly now that i look at her yeah. and that's that's a great example of how tv will really skew our view you know now you i you i remember being in high school i had hips and butt I had a flat stomach, completely fat. I couldn't even pinch fat off my stomach. I had abs visible because I was a cheerleader and I was, you know, doing gymnastics four times a week. <laughs> and I thought, my even my family called me fat. Mm -hmm. Like, my, oh, you got to lose weight. You got to lose weight. And then when I lost weight, it was like, oh, you don't have no hips and butt no more. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, you tap me on the shoulder when it works for you. You know? <laughs> and and um, I think that that's another thing, you know, and the body positivity movement, just letting people be who they are. I think everybody should be healthy. I agree with your point of like, um, you know, not necessarily um, just being like, oh, that's fine. You can be on my my uh, thousand pound, was it my 600 pound life? Never seen it, but I'm sure. Oh, yeah, the, the show My 600 pound life. And it's like, okay, body positivity. No, like at this point, it's a health concern, you know, like I need to lose weight. At this point, my weight number is probably a health concern. So I need to, you know, take that down a notch. Um, but yeah, uh, that's TV. TV will tell you that you're fat, basically. <laughs> what size do you consider plus size? Like, where does it start? Um, I think that it should start bigger than the average American woman. It should be, it should be 18. I don't know, Ariel. So if the average woman is a 16, so plus would be 18. And then what What about everything like that's bigger than standard sizing, but less than 18? Like a 16 wouldn't be considered plus to you? 
I think you can't say plus unless you consider what the average is. How are how are you randomly pulling a figure out as plus? If mm -hmm. this is if if a size six is smaller than the average woman, you cannot consider that plus because that's not who is that plus of? That's not plus of the average. I feel like the only time you can identify plus size is after you say, okay, this is the average. This size is bigger than average. That's normalizing what the average size is. I feel like making a 10 plus size is like fantasy world. It's unrealistic because that's not the truth. Average woman is 14, 16, 18 is plus. So I feel like universally plus size starts at 14. Some may have it at 12, depending on your store. And they're trying to be more inclusive to sizes and shapes. Um, it's interesting because what you say makes complete sense. But then the also the argument can also be brought up that that's in America, right? Yeah, and America is an obese nation. Mm -hmm. So do we move a goalpost for unhealthy habits or do we keep you know a line of demarcation and say not that plus is unhealthy but just because we as a country are obese doesn't mean that the sizing maybe should change you know I hear what you're saying and I absolutely hear what you're saying if the plus if the average size in America started to go up to a 20 now we're moving it to 22 I get it it could be dangerous to keep going down that path because us as Americans are getting bigger and bigger um but I think the system is broken you know like a lot of systems in America and a lot of systems in the world the even the even the obese scale right I'm um I think I'm like morbidly obese at this point mm -hmm. um I think that you have to take into consideration different body styles. You know, most, when I was, when I had six pack and, 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 you know, like super extreme shape athlete, I still was probably considered overweight. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So um, I think that, I don't think the system works. I don't think it's a one size fit all thing. I think, can we take people's like, like what should your blood levels be? What should your cholesterol be? What, you know what I mean? Like that's like the gauge for healthy, not like blanket your weight. I agree. I definitely think that the BMI is a flawed system and I don't even think doctors use it anymore at this point. But I, you know, a designer, a tailor, you know, doesn't know your blood sugar levels. Right. So like it's not your size isn't necessarily if you're healthy or not. Right. So if you're plus size, it's just these are your measurements. So I think, you know, it's a little less about the health of a person and just the mass of a person. Honestly, Daily Mail did this study where they took a range of people that were a size 16 because that's like an agreed upon no matter where you are in the world plus size right and what was so interesting is that a size doesn't tell you the weight of a person right it doesn't tell Absolutely. you their body type it doesn't tell you their shape so when they took the size 16 in this group of women they found that the uh, pounds their weight ranged from 148 pounds to 204 pounds, right? Wow. So it's not, you know, we got body, you can take six women that you think are the same size and find out they're anywhere from an eight to an 18, right? Like our bodies are just different. And then it's so funny because I also saw somebody say something about like a size 10 and that like the average size or the cutoff is a size 10 
And I'm somewhere between an eight and a 10 in clothing. And then the thing is the weight that they equated that with was 150 and I'm well over 150, right? So body types are just different. They're different. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's just something that we'll continue to kind of discuss, but the best thing about it really is that, you know, it doesn't matter what size your clothes are. Do they look good on you? Are you healthy? Right. <laughs> Honey, I'm the big girl who be squeezing into a medium. <laughs> no largest left or mediums left because the big girl took them all. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. When I lose weight, my clothes still fit because they was too tight to begin with. <laughs> but I think that's a good point because, like, again, you said you're the happiest you've ever been, but you're losing weight as well right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, intentionally, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I say, you know, part of being body positive should also be acknowledging things that you do want to change about yourself without hating it, right? Because yeah. when you start to lose weight, do you love yourself less? No. No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely and then, not. I feel like, go ahead, babe. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, because- I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> We're ridiculous. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, um, no, absolutely not. Um, I think to your point, we can absolutely- lose weight, change things, and still love. That was, the, that's the shift for me right now. Before, I would be working to do it, but I'd be like, oh my God. Not like literally not wanting to go places because I don't want to go out big. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't be like, oh, you know, I gained 20 pounds. I need to stay in the house until I, I uh, can fit those clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, buy some bigger clothes in the interim, and then you'll get some smaller clothes. Like, it'll <laughs> be better, you know? So, but go ahead, what were you saying? How do you feel about people that want to make modifications or not how do you feel about people, but where do you see them in this whole body positivity conversation? People that want to make changes to their body that they can't make in the gym or in the kitchen, right? Like, again, I talk about a BBL all the time. I haven't booked one and clearly I could have, but I do still like think about it. Sometimes I dream about it. I dream about my post BBL body in my life. Okay. And with surgery being so prevalent in media, social media, it's not as taboo, but somehow it still is. You know what I mean? There's still comments made about the fat girl without a shape and the girl that gets the BBL, right? And it's like, can you win? But do you think that the whole surgery thing is a notch against loving yourself and body positivity or does it fall into that conversation? No, I feel like, body positivity if you're talking about positivity and people being empowered to own who they are and own their bodies ownership comes with a choice mm-hmm. you can choose to do what you want with your body so if it's going to make someone happy to get a bbl or get their breasts done or get some liposuction whatever that's their choice mm-hmm. i think where it becomes like not so much body positivity when you know some people get addicted to surgery and they think that they are not good unless they have this surgery you know i think that's the that's the part where it kind of gets like a little uncomfortable for me personally not uncomfortable i mean it just gets like i would i don't think that's body positivity when you're like i have to get everything redone in my body in order for me to feel okay and then i'm still not going to feel okay because i'm going to scroll on my timeline and see someone who looks better than me Cause I mean, surgery, you can get addicted to surgery, you know? So, um, I think that choice 
if they want a surgery, they can still be body positive. Listen, I feel great right now, but if I don't get to my goal and where I want to look, surgery's not off the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you. I think about, like, I'm like, should I get a little liposuction, you know? We only have one life. Why are we, you know, if you try and try and try and you are uncomfortable with something, you're insecure about something, and it will make you happier to get a breast lift, get whatever. Why not? It's your life, you know? So that's how I feel. How do you feel? I go back and forth. I guess that's why I haven't gotten a surgery, right? Because I think that it's important to know why you're doing things and not on a surface level, but in real life, right? Like a BBL, right? That's basically taking fat from another part of your body and putting it in your butt, right? And your hips or wherever you want to put it, right? Some people even take the fat, transfer it to their breasts. It doesn't matter. It's your fat, you recycle it. So one, it sounds good for the environment. So it gets a check for me. But two, two, it's like, my little butt hasn't failed me yet. Okay. This little butt gets a lot accomplished. So why do I want hips and a bigger butt? It doesn't make it easier to shop for clothes. Do I want it? Because I see it everywhere. And I'm like, wow, that looks really good. Because I appreciate a big butt. All my friends have big butt, and I'm pretty sure that's by design. I think I chose y'all because you're butt, quite honestly. The butts and the hips, things I don't have because I'm not a hater, right? So I'm forming my crew. Right, I'm forming an army of big, booty, beautiful girls, okay? So, you know, it just, it is what it is. I know that about me. But also, I don't know, I think that the one reason why I haven't really, you know, signed up for a consultation is that I'm not convinced that I want a big butt for me. I'm not convinced that I want hips for me. I think that they're beautiful. You know, I think that, you know, naturally hippie and big butt girls are just beautiful women. But I also really like my little butt and I'm okay not having hips. So I don't know. I kind of, I jump back and forth between, is this really a personal decision or is it because these are bodies that one I celebrate, but two that are celebrate widely to do something as drastic as surgery, right? Because if the thing that was in, if the trend was small booty girls, right? I wouldn't be trying to get no BBL. I would be celebrating the small booty. And don't get me wrong, I celebrate the small booty in many ways. But like, <laughs> I, would, I would never be thinking about a BBL if people were like, oh my God, I love no hip small booty girls, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I had to be real with myself and say, while I do obviously appreciate this type of body, am I doing it because I really want to change my body or am I doing it because it is a widely celebrated body that I also find beautiful? Yeah, I think that's a good point for anyone considering surgery, you know, always identifying your why, like, why am I doing this? Um, and that, that's where you can kind of like keep it like emotionally healthy, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you keep doing things for other people, then it's like the next time the trend changes, now you're not okay. And then, you know, when we think about maybe like, what was it, the 90s where, you know, the thin legs, big breasts, uh, majority of like white women showing on TV, mm-hmm. that was it, right? Mm-hmm. And now yeah. we're fast forwarding into 2021, and now we're having our moment as predominantly a black woman shape, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and which is also like troublesome, right? I could see how someone who doesn't have that what's considered a black woman shape 
would feel offended by that, you know? Or like black women have extra pressure to have a big butt. Yeah, when I was in um, college, my friend, he was from Texas, his name is Snook. And again, I was super slim. I like maybe was a B cup, maybe. Um, I didn't and- like that, first of all. Brittany's boobs are huge. This is audio, just so you know. <laughs> I was a big cup and I was, yes, yeah, so I was a big cup. And he used to tell me, like, I was shaped like a well endowed white girl, right? <laughs> he was like, I mean, he's from Texas where women, everything's bigger in Texas, no matter the race. Like, everything is bigger in Texas. And it didn't fit me because it was kind of true, right? Like, I had like little hips and that was like the widest part of my body. I had like, my legs aren't big, but like my thighs were the biggest part of my body. And I had like little big cups and it was fine. It was great. And, you know, I was okay with that. I was comfortable with that. And I still am to this day comfortable with my body. I think like, I don't know. I just think that you need to be careful about why we're getting surgery. But I also applaud any woman or man, I guess, who wants to, no, also that's not true. I don't applaud any man that wants to get surgery, which is probably a whole different conversation. And I I know. But I definitely applaud like women that want to get surgery. Again, I'm so glad we had these conversations because I remember, who was it? Flex got liposuction and put it on Instagram. It's none of my business. I didn't really care. But also I remember thinking, wow, that's strange. Like men are out here getting liposuction. Listen, I feel like I'm here for men too, to do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy. If you want to get your liposuction done, if you, cause some men have big butts, they want to get their butt reduced. Whatever you need to do for yourself, I feel like it it should be okay on both sides of the coin. Why should he be miserable with a little extra midsection fat when he could get his liposuction done? I but think a lot of men be miserable because we got a little bit of fat. Some people are miserable because they got a little fat. Like some people are absolutely. I remember a point where I was gaining a lot of weight. I was absolutely upset and miserable about certain times. I, I would get dressed. And I would literally like be putting on my clothes and be like, I'm not going anymore. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to go places because my clothes weren't fitting. Yeah, you know, same. Like, I understand. Yeah, and that's like a depressing state. You're just like, you know what? I'm not going to wear my clothes don't fit. Like, and you don't like you. I don't think you acknowledge it in the moment. At least for me, like I just feel like I don't feel like going. This is too much effort. But it's like that's like bad. You know what I mean? Like you're you're miserable in the state you are in, and it's not. It's affecting your happiness. You're in a state of it affecting your happiness. I feel like you have to do something to change it, whether it be surgery, whether it be get a healthy lifestyle, because nobody is like in a prison of just sitting there and being miserable. That's not okay. And sometimes you got like a little fat that you just can't get rid of. Flex is getting older. He used to work out. He probably got abs or a little like pudge pudge. Let him get rid of that pudge. Go ahead, Flex. Do you, boo. Well, all you men with your liposuctions and your man weaves and your weave beards, Ariel wants you. <laughs> Please, please go to her DMs because as you can see, she is so excited for you and she really appreciates you and your look. So if you have a man weave, please jump into Ariel's DMs. <laughs> now, I don't know if I've emerged to um, support from my personal partner, a man weave. Um, <laughs> I support men who, if you want to get your man weave, honey, get your man weave. I support a ball head, you know. There's some men who don't like weave. Like a lot of the guys I've dated don't like my woman weave. So that's also a preference. 
And I don't have the preference for like rubbing my man's hair and his lace front falling off. You're not trying to fill his tracks Ariel. No, but you just was celebrating him being happy. And if you touch some tracks now, you got to add it to. I tell you. No, but listen, I'm not trying to have his hair slip off. You know, like I would like to rub my man's head, but men do that too. It's a preference, but we ignore them. Like if a man's like, I don't like weeds, I'm like, shut up. Anyway, I'm going to wear the and cash at me for it by, while you're at it. You know? <laughs> I've never had a man pay for my hair, but you know, I, also Savage Girl Sundays, Savage Girl Summer Sundays. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so you know we laugh about this because it is funny, but I love the fact that we're just owning our bodies. Whether it's the weed, whether it's the extra 15 pounds that you do intend to lose or you don't, you know what I mean? The extra 20, the extra 30, the extra 50, let's be real. Like there's all different types of, you know, bodies and goals out here, right? So we talk about owning our bodies, you know, the decisions we make with them. Have you ever felt like, like you just brought up, you know, men sometimes say they don't like weed, but have you ever felt like, I don't know, just that somebody has tried to control the way that you perceive and celebrate your body? Um, I, I felt in, re- in past relationships, I had an ex who was not, who loved my body, right? He loved my body. He loved my thickness. I've, always, I've never had a, a mate to be like, oh, baby, you need to lose weight. Um, well, no, I had somebody recently who was like, you look great, but like, if you lost 80 pounds, you, and I don't think he, I don't necessarily think he was digging at me, but I also think like, if I was a different woman, that might not be okay. Cause that could drive insecurities in a woman. So you probably should be careful with that. But um, for, for, I would say 99.99 times, all of any man I've ever dated loved, absolutely loved my body. Never always was like, babe, you don't need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. So I never had that issue when it came to dating. But what I did run into is um, one of my exes, would not like me to wear certain stuff. And then when, he, when like, say if the dress was too short or he wouldn't like shorts and stuff like that, and then he would be like, well, babe, like, you're you're too big to wear stuff like that. Like, you can't wear, like, those short dresses. Big was great for you every other time, but now all of a sudden, because you don't want nobody to see that big, mm. now you're So I run into that, you know, like, or he'd be like, babe, only, I." and then when I called him, it was like, Oh, babe, you should. I don't want you wearing that dress when I'm not around. So the dress, you like the dress clearly, but now you're you you think it's too much, and now people, you know, it's going to attract too much attention. So I've run into that. How about you? I think in general, men have on the slide tried to just control me. Honestly, <laughs> like as a person, it may not be about like necessarily size, but maybe it's about like a certain dress that I wear, or maybe it's about who I wear it with and where I wear it to. You know, I've talked about before how, you know, I have dated an insecure man or two who, you know, just they were insecure. Also, Mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest thing for me when it comes to women's bodies are not in my personal one-on-one relationships, but in general, legislatively, reproductively, medically. I just feel like men are always trying to control women's bodies. You know what I mean? Always, always. It's from the Henrietta Lacks where they 
pretty much stole her sales at John Hopkins, which is right up the street from me. And Henrietta Lacks died in 1951. Her sales are still in reproduction today. Like they are, they cured or helped find a polio vaccine. You know, they're still testing her sales for viruses. Like her sales are actually immortal, right? So yeah. from that to the fact that we're still having abortion conversations, Planned Parenthood is always on the docket to be chopped. You know what I mean? There are states where they make it harder for women to go to Planned Parenthood, which doesn't just perform abortions. However, if that's what you're going there for, okay. But they also provide just medical care to so many women who don't have premium insurance, but don't want to go someplace where they're treated less than because of that fact. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, I'm so happy that Henrietta's story is coming to light because that was one of the first examples that we saw of not only as a woman, but a black woman where science has taken ownership of our body and never paid us for it. That's mm -hmm. a big fact about Henrietta Lacks. She had a, has immortal cells that are sold to scientists all over the world, yet her family is poor. Yeah, Her family never received any compensation for this. And um, one of my main triggers, that, um, when you bring up women and reproductive rights and, and men taking ownership of our bodies or or what is done to our bodies, the birth control conversation always is a trigger, right? I've never been on birth control in my life. I do not plan on being it. I refuse. Why, right. Why at this point in 2021 have we not come up with a male contraceptive? And maybe there is. I think there are like things like rumblings of it, but a male contraceptive that's widely used. It's always the onus on the woman to now, oh, I want to shoot up the club. Now you got to get on birth control. I have mm -hmm. to take a pill every single day because you don't want to use a condom. I'm confused. I agree. I, I that was gonna definitely be my next point. Where okay, and there are male contraceptives, right? Like there's spermicide jelly, there's condoms. Those are absolutely contraceptives that men can use and still choose not to use them. But for men to women are the carriers of life, but men gotta squirt that thing out. Right. So the same way they have put IUDs in our vaginas, they can put that. Surely the science is there to find right. something for a man. Right. Same thing with, like you said, appeal. Surely this appeal a man could take every day. It's not just that the onus and responsibility are on women. It's that men are forgiven. Men are never held responsible. Men are actually reprieved from ever having to do anything that might inconvenience their body. They put girls on birth control, usually in high school. So that's what, 14, 15 years old, sometimes 13 years old, right? You're every day putting something into a young girl's body. And there's been links between birth control and strokes, birth control and lupus, birth control and fibroids. And especially when you think about the fact that fibroids are such a big topic of conversation and health concern in Black women, you know, you have to wonder why that is, especially when you make the connection that women are on birth control so young. They're on birth control as young girls. You know, I would love 
and the science is there, right? I would love for men to have to take a little bit more responsibility with their bodies. So I agree 100% there. It's, it's ridiculous. And it, the, another reason why it sucks is because no matter what a woman does, if a man does something to circumvent that, it's that woman that has to carry that baby should she choose to, right? Love it. So to be a part of our awesome, 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 super awesome Living List community, um, make sure you follow Living List Life on all social networks and livinglistlife.com for full details on anything we talked about throughout the show. On behalf of myself, Ariel Dancé, and Brittany Sierra, I hope you'll be joining the Living List again. See you next time.